Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink where are all my lady listeners at because i am talking to you is your time of month an easy breezy situation or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause well then ladies you've got to try hormone harmony hormone harmony is made by the happy mammoth company which i've been a big fan of for a while now Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, welcome. Welcome, Housewives of True Crime. Buenos dias. Oh, did you know that it's, um, I think it's called Hispanic Heritage Week or Month? Oh, I was not unaware. Well, you should have been aware, you school teacher, you. I should have been aware, but you know, I don't watch, I don't watch the news. <laughs> I don't even know if that's on the news. <laughs> I think I saw it on the Facebook pop-up. I barely watched the debate. 
And that was fun. Oh, my God. Just kidding. <laughs> I, okay, so I have not drank a whole bottle of wine to myself. And I can't even remember the last time, right? I drank a whole yeah. bottle of wine that night. And it went down fast oh and quick. And it was, it was something. Yeah, you and my husband, he had like six white claws. I didn't have any. I know. Any alcohol. That shows that I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> that's, right? That's 100% right? Because sure. <laughs> I got through the debate without a drink. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like a month. That's equivalent to a month, I think. I think the next of one sobriety. is going to be better. I get somebody send me a chip. <laughs> a chip. <laughs> <laughs> they say the next one's going to be better. I believe them. Okay, good. I'm going to earn two chips. What day of the week is it on? Because I'm not drinking during the week. Well, it's from... I think it's on a Tuesday. Fuck. They should have them on Friday. They should really make this entertaining for all of us. Well, right. I agree. You know, and I'm sorry for the East Coasters. They have to wait till nine o'clock to watch this shit. Oh, my gosh. That is horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be on Friday so you can have like hungover Saturday. I mean, you're hungover even if you didn't drink watching it. Right. So you need a little recoup. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I am, um, by the way, okay, it's October, people. And mm-hmm. it was 109 degrees outside. And I know talking about weather fucking blows. But seriously, Gretchen called me in such a bad mood yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so weird. She has no air conditioning and it's 100 degrees on the beach. I'm like, don't ask me to do anything. You need me to respond to that email? Nope. Not going to do it. You know it. why? It's too hot. I know. I know. It's too hot. When people say I'm going to be hot in Texas. I'm like, wait, have you been to my house? 109 in October. I know. No, I think you'll be able to handle it. At least you have air conditioning. I'm getting, there's a heat wave coming to the Orange County, California. I'm heading up north to the forest to go camping. Thank the Lord. I'm getting out of this heat. That's going to be fun. I'm going to Gretchen's Hood this weekend. Yeah, I know. I'm going to the Dana Point without her for my mother-in-law's. You're starting a trend of... What? Missing me, being in separate cities. That's going to be so odd, you guys. Yeah, because Tab is moving. Yes. Are you going to tell them? Oh, because I told the Patreons already. But it's official. We are officially moving to Texas. And it's happening fast. Like so fast, you guys. I couldn't even sleep last night because I'm having so much anxiety. I am having so much anxiety about this. And I don't really have anxiety often, right? Yeah, you have a lot to do. I have a lot to do. And the only... Okay, so I'm leaving a lot of my furniture. And the only fucking couch that I'm bringing, my cat decided to pee on last night. That's the worst. And why is she peeing on the couch? Hey, did you like that video of the elephant? Oh my God. Gretchen sends me the weirdest stuff ever. You know, it is so weird though. Let me tell you, because I'm homeschooling, I'm on all these like homeschool groups and somebody posted this picture of a constipated elephant. Well, it's like a YouTube video with the vet pulls out this bunch of grass that's stuck in the elephant's butt and then it explodes all over the vet. 
But what is so funny about this is that these are on the homeschool sites. Like, hey, anybody learning about Asia? Show your kids this. I'm like, it is so gross. Wait, wait. Why would we show our kids this? I mean, I totally would show my kids this because I'm that mom that'd be like, hey, Wyatt, check this out. It's gross, right? But not for educational purposes. <laughs> Just because you're... Is that what these homeschool moms are educated and educating their kids with? I hope not. Is that worse than distance learning? Did I make the wrong choice? <laughs> Maybe you did. They're like, Maybe I check did. out Asian elephants. This is what they do. <laughs> it was like so gross. It's insane. <laughs> But I'm 12, so I like it. Is it as insane as your case? Oh, my case is not funny. So be happy that you I made you laugh last night. Oh, listen to this really quick before we get into your case. Okay. My husband has started making me watch American Horror Story. Scary. Have you watched it? It's on Netflix. No. Do you know about it? I know about it. It's a it's a series. Yeah. Okay. I like true crime. I know me too. I don't like horror. It's a ho- I was like, this is a scary movie. He's like, it's not a movie. It's a series. I was like, okay, but it's a scary movie Whatever. and I'm going to have nightmares. He's like, this is yeah. what you do for a living. It's like, no, it's not. No. <laughs> He's like, no, but he thinks what we do is scarier than, you know, aliens. He's whacked. But okay. Tell me about your scary story. Okay. Today, I am going to tell you about a beautiful young girl from small town Cortland, Mississippi, named Jessica Chambers. Isn't that a sweet name? I don't know why. Jessica is a common name, but it doesn't bother me like the name Jennifer. Not that Jennifer bothers me. It's just I know so many of them. I think. But Jessica, Jessica, I still think is like real cute. Like I could name a kid Jessica. I think so too. And I think the reason being is because it has a uh at the end. I yeah. think those names are just kind of, they roll off your tongue really nicely and they sound pretty at the end. Yeah. Like the name Becca. I've always really liked that oh, name I too. I like that name too. Well, this one is from Allie from Mississippi. She requested this case in her iTunes review. Well, thank you. Yeah, she did. And I stopped what I was working on, Allie, to check this out. And then I went down the rabbit hole, which I never do because I'm so OCD that I, you know, have like lists of things and I never will stop one thing and start another. So... I had to do that because this case was so bananas. So thank you very much. And also, I want to say that's a good way to send us cases. I like the like putting it in the reviews because we get another review. And yeah, I like that, too. we We for sure see it. Anyways, also, this case is one of those where I started off thinking one way and then I discovered, shoots, I had it wrong. Did you really have it wrong or you? Well, I'll tell you. Okay, so Cortland, Mississippi, population around 500. Ooh, small. So real small, okay? Mm -hmm. So I only found one house on the market, (laughs) and (laughs) it's a (laughs) three-bedroom for 69K. It's an older home, but it had been, like, fixed up, like, the whole thing, new floors, everything, and so it was updated. So I think, like, 69K is for the, like, flipped house. Dude, you can't even buy a That's car for good. that. 
I mean, you can't buy a you can. car, but you can't buy a you can't. fancy I also car. discovered the median income in um, Cortland is like 32000 mm-hmm. So I don't think they're buying $69,000 cars. No. Right. But I mean, still yeah. buy a house. Okay. It's part of Panola County, which is still the whole county is only 34,000 people. Okay. So that's. You can imagine this is the kind of place where everybody knows everybody one way or another. They've probably all done each other also. Maybe. I mean, we lived in a town of 100,000 and I feel like all the... And we did everyone. (laughs) I wasn't going to say we (laughs) did, but... (laughs) Just kidding. Just just kidding. Scratch that, especially if I'm related to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And we never shared anybody, Gretchen. So we're we're doing okay. never gross. <laughs> no, dude. I know okay. some people that dated one another and then got married to the best friend and had the other friend that they used to date in the wedding. Oh yeah, I went to a wedding like that. That is some crazy shit balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd always be like a fr- like when you're up playing cards or something, drinking, and you go to bed. I'd always be afraid to like leave those two alone. Yeah. Yeah. So no can do barbecue. No. No. Okay. So when Miss Jessica Chambers was growing up, she got a lot of attention because she was this cute, I mean, cute little blonde cheerleader that was the absolute apple of her parents' eye. Her parents split up when she was little, but they both lived close to each other and like on the same street. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it seems like they both remained real involved in her upbringing. Jessica had seven siblings. I think most of them were like half brothers and sisters. But regardless, she had seven siblings. Her brother, Alan, died in a car accident when she was 18. And she took it real hard. I guess you could say she acted out. So by the time Jessica was 19, she wasn't exactly the squeaky clean all-American cheerleader anymore. She had been to rehab for 90 days. And she, from what I gather, hung out with some of her high school friends, but she also hung out with some non-law-abiding individuals. She had a boyfriend at the time named Travis Sanford, who was gang affiliated and in prison. Mm, yeah. Not... So he was actually murdered over a game of dice this March, I read, trying to keep up with him. So it uh, doesn't sound like a crowd of people that you kind of mess with. Dude. Right? No. Yeah. That scares no. me. Yeah. So I think that. Jessica probably thought she was. She's 19. She's cute as can be. I think she probably thought she was invincible, which, you know, happens. And it led her to push boundaries a little bit. There's no definitive proof, but a variety of sources have said that she sold drugs in the past and sometimes in a manner that ticked people off. She really got herself wrapped up in the wrong crowd. Yeah, I'm not judging this girl 
for this. As a matter of fact, I was very similar to that her at that age. And so I get it. I never yeah. sold drugs, but I did hang out with some shady characters. And so I know that just because you make some unfortunate choices at some point, it doesn't define no. you. Most of us get to live through our teen years rebellion, even into our 20s. You know, we make stupid choices, but we grow up and come out on the other side and redeem ourselves in the future. But Jessica didn't get that chance. And she didn't. the reason, no, she didn't, sadly. Mm. And the reason why it's worth telling you all about her, which can sometimes come off like victim shaming, is because that is part of what kind of drew me into this case. Because I think it's so interesting that naturally when this pretty little white girl is killed in the manner which she was, which I will tell you about in a second, um, it becomes a huge story. But then when the idea that she wasn't the cheerleader angel depicted in the media comes to light, it kind of stirs up all kinds of mixed emotions. Like somehow she didn't deserve all the media attention for her death. And it's complicated sometimes when you tell this story because you don't want to victim shame. Of course, we don't want to do that. But the truth about someone just is the truth. If we could all just have open minds, that good people make bad choices. And you get caught up so in judgy, some... I think we could all get to the truth a lot faster. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and so yeah. I think what you're saying is like sometime, and I don't know this case at all. So but sometimes if you put yourself in a bad situation, bad things happen more easily than if you don't. That's right. And while it's horrible that she died, painting her as just an angel and leaving out the other part of her life is not honest. Is not honest. And nobody's going to learn anything from right. that. Right. And in turn painting her as just that and not a sweet girl that a bunch of that everyone loved is not fair either. Mm -hmm. You know, she made some bad choices, but she wasn't a bad person. Right. Okay. So I digress. Which we have okay. done. Both of us. Yeah. Both of us. Certainly. Okay. So on December 6, 2014, a car fire on kind of a country road was called in. Like there's an abandoned car burning and so fire trucks arrived to the scene and they were shocked to see Jessica approach them from the woods, still alive, but so badly burned mm. that they describe her as zombie-like. Oh, that's so sad. She was burned over 90% of her body with just her panties left on and her hair fried like she had been electrocuted and her skin charred and just hanging from her body. Someone had covered her and her vehicle in accelerant and set them on fire. I cannot emphasize enough the horror these first responders describe of the discovery of Jessica in her burned state. Years later, when they talk about it, they still break down. Uh. Two of the first responders have suffered from PTSD so severely they changed careers. I mean, imagine. Holy shit. This figure, come unrecognizable figure. No, they figure probably have nightmares. Out of the, yeah. That is so sad. Yeah. 
So when they got her on the stretcher, okay, imagine amongst the sound of all the emergency vehicles, fire hoses, a paramedic asked her her name and they were able to understand her say Jessica Chambers. And then after hearing the name, one of them was able to recognize her as, you know, then knew, oh, that's the blonde bubbly girl from town. And they asked her what happened. And she said, he lit me on fire. And then a paramedic asked her, hun, who done this to you? And people repeated that her response was, Eric did this to me. Some of the people there that night say they heard her say, Eric, clear as day. And some say her response might have been Eric. Okay. Okay. She was hard to understand with all the background noise. She also said she was hirsty instead of thirsty, indicating that her speech could have been affected by her swollen tongue and all the fire damage. Mm -hmm. I mean, but they did understand her say Jessica Chambers, you know. Yeah. So that's debatable. She was taken to the hospital and both her parents were notified and were there when she took her last breath that night at 2.30 a.m. So this being such a heinous crime, it got a lot of immediate attention. I mean, a girl found burning alive. Nancy Grace was all over it. Mm -hmm. Because there was no immediate arrest and she was from a small community, there was kind of an outrage regarding finding her killer. I mean, how hard could it be to figure out in such a small town? Hard. I mean, apparently. Okay. Facebook groups started where people tried to figure out who it could have been based on Jessica's social media and what we did know about the time. This got out of control with internet detectives making accusations and conspiracy theories, which was only fueled by the reward for leading information, which grew to $50,000, which goes a long way, as we discussed in Cortland, Mississippi. You can almost buy a whole house with that. Yeah. Okay. Shit got ugly fast. And this is when the details of Jessica's personal life became known. From her being in rehab to the fact that her father did not agree with her having relationships with black guys. Which is ignorant and gross. And the side effect of this was then in turn, he was actually accused of killing her (gasps) out of his disgust with her choices. Okay. Okay. So you, I mean, I'm just saying this internet stuff got crazy. Yeah, I can see. Okay, many of her associates were also wrongly accused online. And the thing is, when you put these accusations online, instead of just, you know, taking serious leads to uh, the police, it's really irresponsible because once it's out there, it really affects people. And the complicated thing about all these people, especially people that weren't from that town, making accusations was that it seems to me, okay, now this is me on my, you know, removed place. It seems that it's very common in Cortland to have a record. 
Okay. And everyone had a record, including her dad, by the way. So when a name gets thrown into the mix, it's like, oh, look at this guy. He's known for being in trouble. That's him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just really easy. People just jumped all over it really quick. So it just, it didn't help authorities. It just made for a lot of chaos and stressed out Jessica's family. You know, I'm all for people getting their, like, don't fuck with cats on. But I can see under these circumstances and how they went about it, it was not a good thing. Right. So the actual people that needed to be investigating were the Panola County sheriffs. And according to them, they were busy not just interviewing every Eric or Derek in the county, but every other possibility as well. They got a search warrant for Jessica's phone records for the last 24 hours, and her keys were found about an eighth of a mile from the scene. Side note, the guy that found the keys seems shady AF. His name was Jerry King, and some people think that the name she was trying to say was... Jerry? If you say, like, Jerry King, like... You can see how that could be kind of similar. Jerick, if she mm. couldn't say Ing, mm-hmm. it could be Eric. And did she know him? Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay. I can see why they think that she was trying to say that. I mean, he totally rubs me the wrong way. I don't completely understand his story about he says like he found the keys and he let his two year old play with them for a couple hours. On the side of the, uh, it's weird, you know. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't. Ultimately, I don't think he did it, so I'm not gonna. You're not accusing him on that trail, but yeah, you know, somebody found my lost purse once. Yeah, and I met them to bring it to me, and their whole like weird story about how they found my lost purse was real shady, also. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so they sent off the keys for DNA, and they actually have her phone as well. It was found on the ground by the door of the burning car. They have her car, but, I mean, it's pretty useless because it's all burned. They retrace her steps that day because they are thinking whoever is responsible for this is someone she must have known. They call her friend, Keisha, that had spoken with her that morning. And Keisha says Jessica picked her up around 10 a.m. with a guy named Quentin Tellis in her car. And they rode around for about an hour. So police question Quentin. He says, yes, he hung out with her in the morning and he has the same story as Keisha and they check out surveillance video from where they all said they were, and they determined that he is truthful. So that's it. They gave him a polygraph about his contact with Jessica that day, and he passed. And so he kind of drops off their radar for the moment because they're really looking for someone named Eric. Okay. Right? So Jessica's mother is able to tell them after Jessica hung out with Keisha that morning. She came home in the middle of the day and slept until about 4.30 when she got a text or a phone call that woke her up. And then she left around 5.30, told her mama she was going to get some food and she would be back. And then she 
called her mom at 6.48 and said that she would be home soon. They figure she was with someone, but no one who knows anything is talking. Um, Eventually, the police get a broader search warrant of her phone records, and now they can read her incoming texts and see what towers she was pinging off Mm -hmm. of. They are able to determine that she has gone up to Batesville to Taco Bell. It's like a straight shot from Cortland. Probably takes 10 minutes. And she was back in Cortland by the time she called her mom. They see that the last incoming text to her was from Quentin Tellis, the young man she was with earlier that day. And it said, sorry, I didn't get to see you tonight, Bay. My friend is in town. Sweet dreams. Police were surprised by the romantic tone. And also that texts from Quentin leading up to this were romantic as well. They said stuff like, I'm horny. And Jessica said, I'll pick you up if you buy me something to eat. So they re-question him and say, wait a second. Remember, they've already talked to him once. They say, wait, what was the nature exactly of your relationship with Jessica? And he says that they slept together once in his driveway in her car. They say, okay, you probably should have disclosed that to us the first time. So now you need to be real specific about what you were doing the night of the fire. And he says, okay, I borrowed my sister's truck that night to go buy a cash card so my girlfriend could come see me. And then I went to the M&M store. It's like a little convenience store that everybody in town goes to that night. And then I just waited at home for my girlfriend. So he has a girlfriend. Not her. He has a girlfriend. Yes. They said, okay, so your girlfriend can verify this. And this is the first time he kind of slips up and he says, okay, yes, but not the girlfriend I just told you about like one minute ago. It's actually another girl. She lives in Monroe, Louisiana. Oh my God, this guy. So they say, okay. He's already like getting me all annoyed. Yeah, well, listen, so police go and they look at the surveillance from the cash card store and the M&M store, and he was there. So I don't think they bothered to verify the whole girlfriend thing, but he had been everywhere else he said he was, and so they think he is telling the truth, truthful. And when they talked to him that time, too, he also told them about a guy named Derek that he said was stalking Jessica at the time. So they started looking into that guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving 
a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. This guy, Derek, was a sex offender. And they did look into him. And he had an alibi for the night of the fire. He was home massaging his diabetic mother's feet. Who does that? I, it does not. And he's grown. And by the way, okay, okay so... I hope my sons would do that for me, but I have a feeling they wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't sound sound for me, but detectives say it actually. No, it doesn't sound sound or logical. It doesn't sound sound. Okay. So the foot story checks out. No. So by the... Yeah. His mom says he's really massaging the feet. Yeah. And his his brothers and sisters and I don't know, neighbors, whatever. Yeah. They were confident in the foot story. So by this time it's been like eight months since Jessica's murder and the case is getting cold. A big part of the problem I feel is that they worked at a real small town speed like of molasses instead of simultaneously gathering all the information it's like they go down one path at a time mm-hmm. i mean it's small town know. shit yeah it's small town shit okay so when they are out of leads they enlist a cell phone data expert i should say so-called cell phone data expert to analyze jessica's activities along with the suspects that they hadn't completely ruled out I will also give them points for while they were bringing people in and questioning suspects, they got their GPS information from their cell phone during interviews and also took their DNA. So, I mean, that is some productive police work. Mm-hmm. What investigators found using the cell phone data was that cell phone data is not an exact science. 
And I mean, I know that. Right. Uh, didn't we I all mean, listen to cereal? Yeah. And I've lost my phone and it pinged somewhere else and thought my husband was one place because I'm looking at the find my thing. And then he like walks in the door and I'm like, Shit. hello, I accuse people of stealing my AirPods in their car. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not. We know it's not exact. OK. OK. Well, anyways. They saw that it wasn't exact because there were timestamps from surveillance cameras where Jessica was on, but her cell phone was pinging from a half a mile away. Okay. Which a half a mile is like far. Yeah. Right? They found that the pings from Quentin Tellis's phone, which was a different carrier than Jessica's, were not usable, like at all. But they were able to get some GPS information off his device. How they were able to use all of this pretty useless information was what they told him is that your cell phone data puts you on top of Jessica before and during her murder, Quentin. Mm. They said they had irrefutable evidence. This, I mean, it's not exactly true. And they, I think they definitely manipulated the cell phone information to tell their whole, the whole story that they wanted to tell. Right. But here's the thing. When Quinton was faced with what they told them, he changed his story. And he said, oh, oh yeah. I did see her that night. We went to Taco Bell and then we sat in my driveway for a while and then she left. Okay. The way the cell phone data is presented, we'll see later by prosecutors, is that Jessica went from Quentin Tellis's house to the murder scene. So, and before that, they had gone to Taco Bell. So they are like, what are the chances she was hanging out with this dude and then somehow she stopped a mile and a half from his house and immediately after leaving him and came across someone else who was prepared to light her and her car on fire. So the GPS information from Quentin's phone just gives them enough info to show that he had time to drive her to the crime scene, run by foot to his house, grab a five-gallon tank of gasoline that he keeps in his shed, borrow his sister's truck, and return to light the fire. They also found some trace DNA of his, along with four other males, on her keychain, but he admits he was with her. So the DNA evidence is like not that big of a deal. Right. Okay. Now here is where I'm going to take a break from the details for just a minute to tell you about how I had it twisted. When I first watched, I watched everything on this case. I read everything. But the first thing I watched was this oxygen series about the case. And I hadn't done a whole lot of independent research yet. And I looked at the way his cell phone data was manipulated. 
knowing that cell phone data is not reliable and seeing how this is a small town and it hadn't come up with a suspect over the course of many months. And the DA is this guy, John Champion, Mm -hmm. who just like reeks of like good old boy mentality. Mm -hmm. Like I can just hardly stand to listen to him talk. And I thought this poor Quentin, they just couldn't figure this shit out. So they just circled around to the last guy she was seen with. And if we're keeping it real, it probably didn't help that he was black, which is like some bullshit. Right. right? Okay. I think that a lot of people caught the same vibe as me because there are still a lot of people out there that proclaim his innocence. But here's the thing. My goal is always justice no matter what. And I think he is guilty. You do. Yeah. Okay. So why though? Why would he do that to her? Well, backtrack a second. Okay. For one, yes, there is DNA and cell phone data evidence, but they're both really weak. If you are looking at them without knowing that Quentin Tellis is telling us he was with her, when he did. I mean, it's coming from his mouth. I agree that the evidence is really bad. Police are allowed to, the thing is, police are allowed to lie to suspects when questioning them, right? And when they did, he changed his story to, now I remember we went to Taco Bell, she had a slushie, and we smoked pot in my driveway for a while. I just don't think that you forget that you were hanging out with someone on the night they, they were murdered no, a half hour after they left you. And now you remember? Yeah, you don't, you don't forget that. That's like would be ingrained in your mind. Cause you know, we've all, or not all of us, but you know, me and you have had tragic, tragic situations happen. And when that happens, you remember everything about everything that night. Right. Yeah. So getting back to why what he would have done this is what investigators theorize happened was that he had actually strangled her or something, possibly because she refused sex with him and he thought he had killed her and she was unconscious. So he took her car to the spot and lit it on fire thinking that she was dead to destroy all the evidence. So why do I think he's guilty besides changing his story? Another reason is because of his reaction after this interview. Leading up until this, he seems like this real nice guy. He talks really like, you know, respectfully, calmly. I just don't see it. But when they kind of get him in a corner when he's walking out of the room he kind of like slams his whole body against the wall I mean you see like oh you see some anger somebody snapping yeah Yeah, he has an aggressive side yeah for sure yeah he was real pissed off that he's kind of caught so another thing is there's a video of him hearing about the fire involving Jessica while he was at the M&M store that night and he doesn't seem upset or anything He doesn't try to call her. He He didn't know she was dead. No. He just knew like, oh my, you know, word around town is Jessica Chambers was involved in a, you know, a fire and she wasn't dead yet. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So what would I do if my friend was in an accident is what I have done, right? Drop everything, call them, go to the hospital. Yes. Right? That's right. Not Quentin. He actually just went ahead and deleted all the text and contact information from Jessica that he had in his phone that same night. Okay, he's guilty. That who does that? Right. Only a guilty person does that. Okay, but still, a stupid all those guilty things person are just gut feelings I have about that. Like you know, this is gut feelings. This is still like hard to commit convict someone on this. Okay, but this is where I think that okay, maybe there's there's too many coinkidinks. We need a conviction. He is definitely capable of this. When police went to question him for the third time. He was locked up in a Louisiana jail on a charge he pleaded guilty to for unauthorized use of a Taiwanese exchange student's debit card. The girl's name was Ning Chen Hao, but her friends called her Mandy. She was found dead Mm -hmm. in her apartment after her neighbors called because of the stench. She was stabbed 30 times, and most of the wounds were superficial, like this person had tortured her to give up her PIN number. A neighbor of Mandy's identified Quentin in a lineup after, as, as a person who was at her apartment the day they suspect she was murdered, and he's on video using the card, and he also called her bank from his phone from her apartment to access her account. So, I mean, that case is like pretty open and shut. I mean, there's just, he did it, right? Okay. So basically eight months after he thought he had gotten away with killing Jessica, he murdered this Mandy girl. And the day Mandy's body was found was actually the day he got married to his girlfriend, Chiquita. You know, weddings make people crazy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, but so sad. What the hell? He is a bad guy. Like real bad. Yeah, but I'm telling you, he fooled me for a minute. Okay, so this Mandy murder happened in 2015. And although he was serving time for the credit card thing, he wasn't indicted for that murder until just March of 2019. And his trial for that has continued to be delayed because of COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. But I really hope he gets life for it because when he went to trial for the murder of Jessica Chambers, he got off. He did not. Yeah, he did. At the trial for Jessica, he got off twice Due to two, they had two trials and there were two hung juries. No freaking way. Why? Is it because they just didn't have enough evidence? The evidence is confusing and it's weak. Uh, The trials were kind of a shit show. And it came out that the sheriff's department did not handle the scene very well. The guy in charge was not even there. He was just like, oh, take that car over to the tow yard. You know, he wasn't on the scene. He was out of town. There was a whole lot of area surrounding the car that was never looked into. 
I mean, it just kind of just wasn't handled appropriately. And it wasn't presented well. I mean, (sighs) it just. Yeah. And that I think that a major thing was the jurors could not get over the whole. She said the killer's name was Eric. Yeah. Right. I mean, but maybe that's not what she said. Maybe that is not what she said. And, you know, I mean, I just think it's like she was in responsible and she was out of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. if the prosecution's theory that she was, you know, strangled to the point of unconsciousness and then lit on fire. I mean, who knows how out of her mind and what she did recall when she came to what did she have a f- about what who she was with? Did she have a friend named Eric? She did know a few Eric's, but they were they were all ruled out. And that's the other thing was, I mean, I think they really looked at every Eric and Derek in town. Mm-hmm. So, but it came back to him and he said he was with her. It's him. I mean, we like, there's no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Some, I mean, it is, it was a shit show though. And I understand why it ended up being a hung jury because I think they didn't do a good job. Also, some crazy shit came out before the second trial that the prosecutor, that guy, John Champion, I was telling you, that's like, good old boy. And by the way, it's kind of weird. It's such a small town. Like, when the police are questioning him, he's in the room. Okay. So. Which I don't think is, like, super common. No, I don't think so either. But I think in a small town, they're like, whatever. Right? Okay. Anyways, something came out an inmate claimed that John Champion had contacted him and told him to please come forward and say that he would help him out if he would just say that Quentin had told him that Jessica's nickname for him was Eric. <laughs> but, you know, it's coming from an inmate. Who oh, knows? Yeah. I, I mean, I really that. don't doubt that this kind of bullshit like happens because I think that kind of stuff does actually happen all the time. But, you know, like I said, I don't agree with the way they went about their police work. But even after reading all the conspiracy theories and there is too much of them, too many of them, I should say, to even get into. But I'll tell you a little bit about some of them. Some of them were, you know, that Jessica was an informant because her father was working as a mechanic for the sheriff's department. So it was a hit as and they also think that her brother's death in the car accident was also a hit okay so this is like we're getting really do you believe that i don't think so no i just don't i mean other conspiracy theories are that she owed plenty of shady people money from drug deals and so there were multiple people with reasons to harm her i mean i love a conspiracy theory and you know thinking outside of the box but And I think that the thing is, is that there is a little bit of truth to all of them. I mean, that's the thing about these conspiracy theories, Mm -hmm. right? Well, but I still think Quentin is just guilty AF. Yeah, I think he's guilty, too. I mean, you don't just murder. He already murdered another person. 
Yeah. He's I mean, guilty. the thing is, is that when you're involved in like a crowd like this, there's a lot of trails. There's a lot of different way, different reasons why I think bad things could happen to yeah. you. But I just think it, it all roads lead back to Quentin. I think it's Quentin. Anyways, so, I mean, I just, I feel really bad for her mother and sister that had to sit through the unimaginable details of the fire that killed Jessica at the trial twice, only for a hung jury to appear to be, you know, to just be hung up on the whole Eric thing. And I mean, it is horrendous. They show pictures of Jessica's burned up body with like her face blurred. And it's so sad. I cannot imagine a mother's pain seeing her child like that. No. That's awful. So, so that's it. He is awaiting trial in Louisiana. Oh, he's not actually. I updated this. He was awaiting trial in Louisiana, but it appeared that he made bond as of yesterday. Wow. He is. Yeah, he is locked up, but they just moved him. He made bond and then they took him to Mississippi where they are keeping him locked up on a parole violation. So I think that was probably strategic. Yeah, for sure. Because his trial is going to continue to be delayed for a while, I think. And um, I pray he stays locked up until he is found guilty for the Mandy murder. And authorities in Panola County have said, you know, they're going to wait and see what happens with that case and then leave it up to the family as to whether or not they charge him a third time. Gosh, almost. You're just like, if he's locked up for life... And what's the point? If he's locked up on something else, then fine. But I mean, it's really, you know, I understand you want justice for the family. You want to hear that. Like, do you really want to go through that a whole another time? That's guilty. Yeah. No, I can't imagine that they would want to do that. No, me neither. What a drag. That is such a sad case, Gretchy. Yeah, it is really. And what is his wife? Has his wife said anything? I couldn't find shit. I mean, I could, I've seen their wedding picture, but um, I couldn't find shit about her. No. If it is who I suspect it is, who I trolled on Facebook, mm-hmm. then she doesn't have anything about him on there. Oh, smart. He, his sister and stuff has a, there's also this weird thing. His sister has the name Eric tattooed on her hand. What? And yeah. Why? After or and, before? before but it's all like very coincidental and also his wife's cousin's name is eric who i think is the one who is his sister's boyfriend i mean there's a lot of like eric connections let me ask you do you think it could possibly be he's not the sole person to like yeah maybe this eric guy helped him burn her after he thought he killed her yeah i mean that is a possibility, but I think that there's not evidence to support that there was two people that did right. this. I'm just saying, I'm just kind of like throwing it out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, there's no. They didn't treat this like the massive like rule, you know, rope off every possible area 
and pick up every amount of evidence at the crime scene, which they should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he left something behind, some trash or something, but nothing was picked up. That's so annoying. Yeah, so annoying. I mean, they never even, the gas can that they saw in his house is still there. They never even like went back to his house and got it and collected it as evidence. <laughs> they didn't do a good job. They, I think they did her family a disservice disservice for sure yeah well that is a sad case Gretch and yeah thanks Allie for making us depressed <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I know <laughs> on some up, on the upside while doing a case in Mississippi you know they recently retired their flag yes I heard that yeah, because it had the mm-hmm. like Confederate symbol on it. So I will give it's about time, Mississippi. Mississippi. I fucking hate the Confederate flag. I hate it so Am much. Am I cricket letter? Cricket like, letter. Yeah. 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 It does. It gives you those like bad feeling when you see it. Like it, it makes your like yeah. heart stop for a second. I know. Yeah. And NASCAR banned it too. Good. See, we are Good. moving in the right direction, yeah, so, people. So 2020 has like, that going for it not a lot going for it and but at that's least it. it's got that well that's you know what's it. got going for us we do have a few reviews to shout out okay but before we do so thank you guys all for joining patreon we've had a lot of subscribers this month and seriously that is what keeps this going this oh and one more thing you guys we've had some ads and some people don't like them. We would only do an ad for something that we like. That's right. And but we don't like breaking up the story to put the ad in there is what she's trying that's to what say. I'm actually trying to say we actually love the ads themselves. Yeah. We cannot get enough of the Thrive mascara. Oh my god, I love our it. Vitamins all the day. Yeah, care of. I'm on fire. But what I'm saying guys is Thank you for sticking with us through the two ads in the middle of the episode. I know it's not, you know, sometimes it's annoying, but displeasing for your listening pleasure. I promise you that the care of and the thrive and the marketing, it's like all really good stuff. So there you go. Patreon.com is where it's on. If you want to find us there. Uninterrupted. And thank you for your reviews. Please keep them coming. Let me shout out uh, Pretoria Chantel, number one podcast. Oh, thanks so much. Um, Thank you. Elise is special. Thank you, Elise, for your review. Um, Clink, clink. clink. Julia. I know Elise. I know Elise, too. Um, She's been a fan for and listener for like, the start and i think she is our friend now one day we're gonna okay. meet her in person julia okay. i'm down highly recommend thanks julia let me tell you another person from berlin germany expat listening in berlin germany that's what she says rc girl one two three thank you so much this one is a long one thank you c and e's from Shirley berg her new BFFs. Summer V87. So much yes. 
from one housewife oh to another. Oh my gosh, so many. Thank you. This one is so fun, you guys. Um, she says, I'm just a disco biscuit looking San Luis Obispo living lazy keto, white claw 11, autism mom. Oh, I mean, she Our is soul like, sister. Seriously. <laughs> and then her name is, get this, I play Tupac in my van. Oh, <laughs> solidified yeah we need to be friends with you yeah and then hannah wilkerson thank you so much she just started listening she has a texas story for us so i'm gonna get on that hannah so you guys yeehaw yeehaw (laughs) i'm going through my wardrobe and i'm definitely taking my cowboy boots with me yeah you better i know i'm going to so that one day when we go to the Texas State Fair, Gretchen, we're going to wear our cowboy boots. That is the most exciting thing ever. I've been bugging to have to go on a road trip to the Texas State Fair for years, for years, <laughs> years and years and years. Yeah. So we're going to now we're going to make it happen. It, well, there's the global pandemic thing. So next clearly year. not this year. Next year, hopefully it'll be open. So it's kind of funny because uh, I don't even have to drive any longer to go on a road trip. And I don't have to pay for a hotel. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. Okay, guys. So until next Thursday, it's our next Patreon. Next Monday is a new episode coming from yours truly, which I'm going to be, I think that's like... um, Four days before I move. Oh my goodness. Hot damn. Hot damn. I think, hey, I think next Patreon is going to be a bonus case oh, too. Oh, awesome. Julio. Julio. Yeah. Okay. Clink, clink. So get on it. Okay. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.